0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hoag, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a rather interesting video for you today, especially if you're a fan of the MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV. And I know we have a lot of visitors from Eorzea regularly in this space here in Virtual Legality, but probably not visiting because of a billboard or a series of billboards that was put up by a party called the Rain Nightclub in presenting their quote-unquote summer bash. And as you can probably tell from the thumbnail here one of the questions that surrounds these billboards is is it okay to use final fantasy 14 to use square enix's assets in an advertisement of this type is that legal or is it illegal and i got this from a number of different places here from a tweet from mr happy1227 who says hey legal legal notably not me but that's fine can we get a youtube short on this Too long, didn't read. Players of an MMORPG, Final Fantasy XIV, rented billboards in several states to advertise an in-game club using the company's official and data-mined assets, and more on the data mining component as part of this video, can provide the terms of service, user agreement, and material usage rights for research. Now, if three documents sounds like a lot to actually license out a game like Final Fantasy 14 to you. I've got news, it's actually four documents. Square Enix went hog wild in documenting this legally, and we got reference to this to me from Cat Dragon Rose at Twitter other places. Julia says a FF14 player run club rented billboards in the US to promote their event, which is NSFW, not safe for work. Now, it is both hilarious and a huge mistake because they also plastered Square Enix trademarks over it. And we're going to be talking about copyright and trademarks. We're also going to be talking about that NSFW component because that might come into play. So as we go through this, we're going to be talking about legalities. We're going to be talking about terms of service, contracts, all sorts of stuff, like we like to do in virtual legal. You want to keep in mind that there's a data mining question here. There's an NSFW, adult content kind of question here, and those might play into it. We'll also try to figure out whether these are trademarks, copyrights, or otherwise. There are some trademarks on this billboard. There are some copyrights on it as well. And both of those kind of operate a little bit differently. And we're gonna start out with copyright because that's more likely to be at issue. As we do when we talk about copyright here in this space, we start with the foundational principles. When you create something here in the United States, Obviously, Final Fantasy XIV is enjoyed around the world, but I'm an American lawyer, and I can talk about the United States jurisdiction better than I can talk about other jurisdictions. A lot of various countries on earth here will have similar concepts, but not identical to what we deal with here in the United States, but we're going to talk about it from the United States perspective. When you create something under United States copyright law, you get a series of exclusive rights and that's the right to reproduction, to prepare derivatives, to distribute copies, to perform, to display, etc. What we are most concerned about as part of this discussion is this one right here, the right to prepare a derivative work. Now, what is a derivative work? According to the Copyright Office, if we scroll up here a little bit, a derivative work is a work based on or derived from one or more already existing works. Probably could have come up with that definition on our own, right? And it's not terribly useful to us because a lot of things are quote unquote derivatives of other things, it becomes a question of law as to how close you have to be to be a derivative versus a transformative use. And yes, we'll talk about fair use in just a minute as well. But it includes things like art reproductions, and what's happening here is you've got a digital piece of code that creates art on your screen and that they are taking that either from their own screenshots or is at least intimated, and we're going to assume for purposes of this conversation that those tweets are true, data mined from within the code that they were provided, not actually accessible by a normal player of Final Fantasy 14. Either way, they're reproducing that art in some capacity in order to make their billboard. Traditionally, we would look at something like this and say that this is a derivative from the Final Fantasy XIV software code, right? And that does mean that in a lot of respects, screenshots are as well. But we can get into the weeds about whether or not that in and of itself is illegal because screenshots, for the most part, are personal use, although we will see that Square Enix tries to limit even that use uh, as well. Here, we don't have to worry about that particular gray area because this is an advertisement. This is a purchase billboard. Money changed hands to buy this billboard space. They put this image up there in order to, I don't know, gather people over to their particular plot. We see here a reference to what I believe is an address. Crystal, uh, Balmung, Mist, Ward 23, plot five. I think that's an address to where you can find this particular summer bash. You see reference to other Twitch users here, a DJ Potato, a a king, and you see other references to the Rain Nightclub Final Fantasy XIV online as a service. And at the end of the day, this appears to be something that at least smacks of commercialism to me. Now, folks might come in here to this space and say, well, maybe they're not charging for it, right? Maybe they are just having people come in because they want the group to be bigger. They want their community to be bigger. That's fine. But... They did use money to actually advertise for that. They did purchase something in commerce to have that happen. And that commercial concept is also going to be important to us as we press on. Now, notably, because the right to prepare derivative works is exclusively held by the copyright holder, it can mean very bad things if you create a derivative and you don't have the authorization to do it. See here on the copyright offices circular, right to prepare derivative works. Only the owner of copyright in a work has the right to prepare or to authorize someone else to create an adaptation of that work. The owner of a copyright is generally the author or someone who has obtained the exclusive rights from the author. In any case where a copyrighted work is used without the permission of the copyright owner, copyright protection will not extend to any part of the work in which such material has been used unlawfully. The unauthorized adaptation of a work may constitute copyright infringement. So if you don't have permission from Square Enix to use their art in something like this, You could potentially be in trouble on that basis because square enix has the sole authority to create things like this and if you're not square enix then you could have a problem now that's just the copyright side of things we did see reference as well to square enix trademarks so it's important to understand what the difference is right when we talk about trademarks a trademark again according to the uspto is a word phrase symbol design or combination of these things that identifies your goods or services. As compared to a copyright, it's an identification of goods or services against copyright's protection of artistic, literary, or intellectually created works, including software code that exists in a tangible medium such as paper, canvas, film, or digital format. We might not think of digital format as a tangible medium, but it means it exists in the world and isn't just a thought or idea in someone's brain. Now, when we go back to look at the billboard, That means the characters are copyright, or more specifically, the art is probably. This location is uh, also protected by Square Enix. And what is the trademark here? Chances are these two characters aren't trademarked, although it's possible. The name, Final Fantasy XIV, is trademarked. The reference here to Square Enix that we see down here in the two corners of this particular billboard, those are Square Enix's trademarks. In fact, these are effectively trademark statements or copyright statements that are mandated to be on here in one of the documents we're going to be looking at, which could actually play into the billboard creator's favor. We'll talk about that towards the end of this video. It also results in a fairly cramped uh, billboard as it stands. These are designed to be read from the road. I'm not sure exactly what your call to action is supposed to be as you fly by this on a street or highway. It's probably this address or at least getting you to this Discord, maybe. A lot of information. Not sure it actually sends anybody where you want it to go, but that's kind of separate from the legal question. Now, let's say Final Fantasy XIV is a trademark, as we just did. Square Enix is a trademark. When do you get in trouble by having these trademarks on your billboard? Well, if we look at the Trademark Act, the realistic way that you get in trouble is by confusing someone that this is something that was officially mandated or approved of by the company that owns the trademark, right? You get in trouble if you use in commerce, there's that commercial concept again, any reproduction, counterfeit, copy, or colorable imitation of a registered mark in connection with the sale, offering for sale, distribution, or advertising of any good or services, or in connection with which such use is likely to cause confusion or to cause mistake or to deceive. Similarly, you get in trouble if you reproduce, counterfeit copy, or colorably imitate a registered mark and apply such reproduction to advertisements intended to be used in commerce upon or in connection with the sale offering for sale distribution or advertising of goods or services on or in connection with which such use is likely to cause confusion or to cause mistake or to deceive. So the key question here in trademark land is when we look at this, does this look like something that a reasonable third party could be deceived into believing was authorized by Square Enix, approved of by Square Enix or whatever holdings company they might have that they use to operate Final Fantasy 14, And that's going to come up as a facts and circumstances test. By the time you're in that court situation, you're already in trouble. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. But You can have a reasonable minds can differ. Your mileage may vary approach in this. It doesn't look very professional. It is cramped. It doesn't look professionally designed, uh, those kinds of things. But very often, if you're thinking about MMORPG advertisements, they can look a little bit like this, even when done by the actual company putting these things forth. And also understanding that if you find yourself in court in front of a judge making this determination, or as we'll see in front of an arbitrator making this determination, There's no guarantee that that particular individual has any notion of what the market or what a reasonable person within the market of MMORPGs would be expecting to see. So with this all said, looking at least very expensive, regardless of whether or not that is in fact the case, I think a reasonable mind could say, yeah, it looks like something that Square Enix might have put together, even though the counter argument to that is that it very much looks like it's by whatever this rain nightclub is within Final Fantasy XIV. And these are the competing kind of arguments that we'll see when we get into the user agreements because Square Enix has written what they call their material usage agreement very, very broadly, which is a little unexpected for Square Enix. And it does present the opportunity for someone like this to maybe be okay. With that as our setup, let's look at what Square Enix actually puts in front of its players. So As was mentioned in the tweets that we looked at earlier, there are a lot of documents that cover your interaction with Final Fantasy XIV. This is an update that they made to one of their policies at the end of last year, and they mention a number of the documents that are important to them. Although we have not updated the Square Enix account terms of use, the Final Fantasy XIV user agreement, or the Final Fantasy XIV material usage license, we encourage players to take this opportunity to review and become familiarized with them once again. And this is the way lawyers have to talk about these things. We are acting under the assumption that you have, of course, before joining any adventures in Eorzea, read through all four, if not five or six, when you start adding the privacy policy and other blog posts that otherwise might impact your interaction with Final Fantasy 14. You've read all of those things before you have deigned to even swing a sword in our little video game. Of course, of course. Now, of course, that is also ridiculous on its face and not helped at all by the fact that these documents are long, they're robust, they overlap with each other. And even I wound up getting lost a little bit in how these documents interacted with one another. So here we have the Square Enix account terms of use. This is the very first document. This is ostensibly about interacting with the Square Enix website. But as we see at the top here, this website is provided and operated by Square Enix by using the online services provided by Square Enix on the website, you agree to be bound by this agreement, which means that It can incorporate through this capital S services concept, anything that you might otherwise attach to through the use of your website, which may include the game. I don't think that's their strongest argument. There are other documents that are more directly aimed at Final Fantasy 14 in particular, but we have to take all these things into account. Why? Because Square told us that we needed to take all these things into account. So we start out by saying your authorization to access the website and the services is conditioned on your continued compliance with this agreement. In other words, as a quid pro quo, you're allowed to use our website. You're allowed to use our services as long as you abide by these rules. You keep your passwords. You don't do weird things with quote unquote Krista, which I understand to be like V-Bucks in Fortnite parlance. And then you also agree not to do these very bad things. This is the no shirt, no shoes, no service, no skateboarding in the park list of things that you can't do, but we should go over them because it's important for this particular conversation. Square Enix may terminate your Square Enix account and usage of the website and or services without notice. You agree not to use the website or services to upload, post, link to email, or otherwise transmit any content that is unlawful, that you don't have the right to transmit, or that infringes on intellectual property rights. Now, I will say this particular rule seems more designed around using the website to do these various things, upload, post, link to email, but otherwise transmit could, in the mind of an enterprising lawyer that just decides to throw the book at someone in a legal document, mean transmitting information through purchasing a real-life billboard. Now, do I think that's a good argument? I do not, but it's a possible one. Again, and I want to raise those with you so that you understand them. You also agree not to use the website or services, which remember might include Final Fantasy 14 specifically, to harm Square Enix or a third party in any way. Now, if you read that particular provision and say, Rick, that sounds enormously broad. Who gets to determine when something harms Square Enix? Well, the answer to that question is in all likelihood Square Enix. And that's where some of the NSFW components start sneaking in, right? I don't know, Rain Nightclub. I don't know what they are going to do on this plot of land on apparently Saturday, July 9th. I have no clue what this actually looks like. What I do have is some tweets that indicate that it might be a little lascivious, a little bit adult, and that they're advertising for it on these particular billboards. And if Square Enix doesn't want to be associated with that kind of activity, then they could call upon something like this to say, hey, that harms us or a third party in a specific way. You won't attempt to access any area of the website or services to which access is not authorized. Here we're getting into the data mining concept. You won't engage in or instigate any illegal activities, which, again, could be data mining depending on whether they had to hack something. It could be copyright or trademark infringement in and of itself. You won't decompile, reverse engineer, disassemble, rent, lease, loan, sell, sublicense, or create derivative works from the website or content without authorization. Pay attention to that. That without authorization comes in whenever they talk about derivative works, and it will be important to this conversation. You won't use any robot, spider, other automatic device, or manual process to monitor or copy the website or content without Square Enix prior written permission. I don't know how the data mining was done here, but it's possible this was tripped as well. You won't copy, modify, reproduce, republish, distribute, display, translate, or transmit for commercial, nonprofit, or public purposes, all or any portion of the website. If any of these assets came directly from the website, that could cause problems. And you won't use any of the Marks. Square Enix's trademarks, trade names, or service marks or those of Square Enix's licensors without Square Enix's prior written consent, nor use such marks in any manner, which creates the impression that such marks belong to or are associated with you or are used with consent. So you have to get permission to use something like a reference to Final Fantasy XIV or a reference to Square Enix or its holding companies specifically, and you can't make it seem like it's Square Enix that is authorizing whatever it is you're using their trademarks for. And again, this is the kind of facts and circumstances fight that you would get into if you found yourself in a court of law defending the billboard that you just purchased. Are we actually saying that Square Enix is backing this up or are we just telling people where it is? I think realistically either side could win on that one, but I don't think it's a terribly strong trademark infringement argument and we'll get to why that is in just a minute. Now we scroll down a little bit further, they have a specific section regarding intellectual property laws. It says, in addition to the prohibited uses set forth in this agreement when accessing the website or using the services, you agree to obey the law and respect the intellectual property rights of others. Sure, that's the law. Your use of the website and services is at all times governed by and subject to laws regarding copyright ownership and use of intellectual property. Also great. Now, subsection A, the content on the website, except for user submissions, including without limitation the text, software, scripts, graphics, photos, sounds, music, videos, interactive features, and the like. Not usually a term of art that lawyers use, and the like. Like what? And the trademarks, service marks, and logos contained therein are owned by or licensed to Square Enix subject to copyright and other intellectual property rights under United States and foreign laws and international conventions. Content on the website is provided to you as is for your information and personal use only, and may not be used, copied, reproduced, distributed, transmitted, broadcast, displayed, sold, licensed, or otherwise exploited for any other purposes whatsoever without the prior written consent of the respective owners. Remember, I just said, pay attention to when they say without the prior written consent, because they did write this contract correctly. I've complained in this space in virtual legality that many video game companies make these very harsh statements and don't otherwise refer to the way that they want you to use their art, their assets on Twitch or on Facebook gaming or on YouTube or anywhere else. And this can create a kind of copyright trap because they've assured you they won't sue you, but they haven't actually given you a license to do it. Here, Square is making the right noises. They're saying, here are the prohibitions, but we might otherwise offer prior written consent to certain usage and we will see that they in fact did. You agree not to engage in the use, copying or distribution of any of the content other than expressly permitted herein. And that's a potential problem from a legal perspective because where you actually get the right to do the things that could potentially be okay for a billboard of this type is in a different document. It is not quote unquote herein. That's a little bit of legalese that is very often used that probably is inappropriate here, won't kill the argument. I don't think, uh, but probably isn't applicable as they think it is. If you download or print a copy of the content for personal use, you must retain all copyright and other proprietary notices contained therein. Even if you take a screenshot, when we put one of those little things on the bottom of the screenshot, like when you use a PlayStation 4 or the PlayStation 5, then those have to stay there uh, even for your personal use and we otherwise are going to have restrictions on the way you display or otherwise interact with our assets. The last thing I wanted to mention in this document is that it is subject to binding arbitration. You agree to raise and resolve any and all disputes and claims with Square Enix arising out of or related to the service through binding arbitration on an individual basis through the American Arbitration Association at a venue in Los Angeles, California, and you waive jury trial participation. So, Any legal argument here is very likely to wind up in arbitration rather than in the court system. But this is a very strong set of terms under their Square Enix account, terms of use, an account that in all likelihood you'd need to interact with Final Fantasy XIV. And we're just getting started because that's just document number one, right? This second document is called the User Agreement. It isn't updated as often. You see the last update here is from 2019. It is the second document that was referenced both in the tweets that we looked at and in the Square Enix blog post that we looked at. And it starts off by saying the game includes software that is installed on your computer as periodically updated by Square Enix, as well as data that Square Enix maintains on its servers. Subject to your continued compliance with the conditions set forth in the user agreement, Square Enix grants you a limited license to use the game. But they don't describe that license. Why? Because this is the secret fourth document. In order to play the game in addition to this user agreement you must also agree to the final fantasy 14 software license agreement so pause we have another document to jump to before we even get into this document and that is the final fantasy 14 software license agreement which is old right this isn't updated very often at all presumably because they don't have to here's a license agreement contingent upon your acceptance of and compliance with the terms of this license agreement and the user agreement square enix hereby grants you the limited personal non-exclusive non-transferable, revocable, licensed during the term of this license agreement to install and use the license software only for your own personal use, that is, not for use of roommates or family members. So if you're letting someone else play, even if they purchase their own account on your purchase copy of Final Fantasy 14, well, shame on you, according to the license agreement here, on your own computer or game console and to use the documentation solely in connection with your use of the license software and not for any commercial purpose. To be clear, Square Enix doubles down. Square Enix owns and shall retain all right title and interest in and to the service, the software, and the documentation. Square Enix owns all computer code, titles, themes, objects, characters, character names, animations, processes, likenesses, musical compositions and recordings, storylines, environments, buildings, artwork, sounds, and other intellectual property, as if they could have missed any, contained within the licensed software and service. Now, if you said, Rick, that sounds like they might own the stuff that I make. You're right. In bold and underline, please read carefully. You do not own your account or character or have any property rights to your character or its virtual assets or data, all of which you agree are monetarily without value. You may not sell rent, or reproduce any character or any virtual assets associated with such character or with any account controlled by you for any commercial purpose, if you do so, this license is immediately terminated. And if this license terminates, you don't have the right to access Final Four- Fantasy 14. You'd be in breach of the agreement to even deign to do so. So at its face, without any other disclaimer or other reference to other writings that we saw as in the website terms of use. This says you don't own anything. And if you try to reproduce your character or virtual assets associated with your character for any commercial purpose, you can have your account terminated. Now, I think that's primarily aimed at things like making reproductions as if to sell them to other players that are in the Final Fantasy XIV community. I don't think they're actually talking about billboards here, but it can apply to that particular concept. We then see similar restrictions as we did in the website terms. You can't modify, reverse engineer, decompile, hack, or disassemble the software. That comes in with the data mining. And you can't infringe any copyright, trademark rights, or any other intellectual property rights of Square Enix or its licensors, which is fine. You don't want to infringe their rights, but maybe they gave you permission to do so. And that's what we'll see actually happen. However, they then have a very broad bit of language. You acknowledge and agree that any authorized or unauthorized derivative works of the licensed software or the documentation are the sole and exclusive property of Square Enix. So we might give you permission to use our stuff, and they do, but regardless of that permission, everything you make is owned by Square Enix in accordance with section 2.5 here. To the furthest extent permissible in the relevant jurisdiction, you hereby irrevocably assign to Square Enix All right, for the Japanese region only, including those rights set forth in Articles 27 and 28 of the Japanese copyright law, title and interest in and to any and all such authorized or unauthorized derivative works of the licensed software created by you or on your behalf. So that puts us in a completely different playing field than we thought we might be in. Regardless of what we might otherwise read in their material usage agreement, they own the right to anything that is properly classified as a derivative work. Now, I promise you we would talk about fair use, and I want to do that here. Fair use is what comes up most often when you're making a YouTube video or a Twitch stream or what have you, and it's a rule along with various other rules of fair dealing in other jurisdictions that says, okay, the copyright owner has the right to their copyright, but we still want the world to move on. We still want people to remix and comment and do these various things with another person's uh, intellectual property. but. Rick just told us about this whole derivative work situation, and so we need to have something in statutory code. So it says, notwithstanding the provisions of Section 106, which is where you get the exclusive right to control your derivatives, the fair use of a copyrighted work, including such use by reproduction or by any other means specified by that section, for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, or research, is not an infringement. So we'll talk about the actual rules here for fair use in just a second. But the first thing that pops into your head is, Is this commenting on Final Fantasy XIV at all? Is this a news item? Is this a reference to the art within Final Fantasy XIV? I would argue no. And in fact, the way that you see fair use is with commentary, right? I've got the Final Fantasy XIV trademark up right there. I'm referencing pictures to this billboard in this video. These are being used in a commentary analysis, which in my opinion, and I, I feel pretty confident in it, is fair use. This is all commentary, analysis, legal reporting. I'm not at all interacting with the Final Fantasy 14 game in and of itself. But when you look at fair use characteristics, you have to determine what's the purpose and character to use. Are you trying to make money? Is it commercial? Billboard is going to be more commercial than making a drawing and putting it up in your living room. What's the nature of the copyrighted work? Is it in the natural world or was it created by someone's blood, sweat, and tears? Here, it is the latter. Square Enix created these things and so they get more control over them than they might otherwise if you're taking a video of, say, a volcano or something like that. The amount and sustainability of the portion used. So they're not using a lot of Final Fantasy XIV in this billboard, but they are using, by all looks, the entirety of the art assets that are related to some of the characters that appear within that game. So that copyright could be violated. And then the effect of the use upon the potential market. you might say Square Enix not terribly interested in competing with the Rate 9 Club Summer Bash. And that would be true. But the market here is probably what could Square Enix charge for licensing out this kind of material. And if that is affecting the market and they would otherwise charge for this kind of positioning, then that could come up against fair use as well. Overall, I don't think there's a very strong fair use argument here because of a lack of commentary, because of a lack of transformation in what is happening with the art assets they have used. But I did want to at least reference it because I know folks are always interested in the fair use question. So if it's not fair use, if it isn't transformative, if it uses their assets and creates something new like an advertisement, we now know that it might be a derivative work under the law. And these are always facts and circumstances based, so I can't guarantee that, but it sure looks like one to me. And if it is a derivative work, then Square Enix claims total control over it within the software license that you enter into as part of the user agreement, which is also part of your account documents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Back in the software license agreement, we see a doubling down of that you acquire no ownership or property rights in any character or other in-game virtual good and are only licensed to use those things with your FF14 service account subject to the conditions set forth in these agreements. And again, we have another list of things that you're not allowed to do. These license limitations. You may not exploit the game for any commercial purpose. For example, advertising any product or service in game or use by the operator of a cyber cafe without Square Enix's prior written consent. And Square Enix isn't going to give you written consent to commercial use. So as I mentioned earlier, one of the big, big questions here is, even if this is free, even if this is just collecting people to come and join you in this space, is the act of buying a billboard, which is a commercial act, is it in fact a commercial use? And one question might also be, what, if any benefit, do these particular groups, the DJs involved, the rain club itself get, From having more people in that environment. Is it solely a community setting? Are they building a subscriber base? What are they doing that could otherwise be characterized as commercial? Because the more Square Enix can characterize it as commercial, the stronger argument they have that there is in fact an infringement or breach of contract here. You may not hack, disassemble, decompile, or otherwise modify the game or server computer code, whether the game code is located on a DVD, Blu-ray disc, your computer, or Square Enix's servers. That gets to data mining. Again, if there is data mining happening here and you're utilizing that in some respect, you could get in trouble for this hacking and circumvention or the reverse engineering or whatever else they they might have otherwise referenced in their contract itself. You may not modify or cause to be modified any files that are part of the game or service in any way not expressly authorized. And if you do these things, Square Enix can do a whole host of things against you, including, of course, terminating your account, but also asserting a lawsuit for breach of contract, copyright infringement, or other cause of action as may be applicable and seeking injunctive relief in any court or jurisdiction to prevent you from continuing with such activity. And then we have a number of other things here that mostly mirror the other considerations in the account terms of use. But overall, we're seeing overlapping rules here that you are prohibited from doing these various things. You're not allowed to do anything outside of personal use. And if this is where it stopped, I would say that there is unquestionably an infringement claim that is legitimately held by Square Enix here, not guaranteeing a win. That's not what lawyers do, but that Square Enix would have a very strong argument that there is infringement because everything that we have read so far simply says you're not allowed to use these things that we own, which includes all the art and assets in our video game. But that's not where Square Enix stops. Square Enix has one last document, a materials usage license that is updated as of a week or two ago, or a week or two ago, at least as of the taping of this video. And what does it say? It says, Final Fantasy 14 is comprised of materials such as art, text, and logos that are copyrighted and or trademarked. Square Enix Co. Limited and Square Enix Inc., collectively Square Enix, grants you permission to utilize certain materials as specified below on a non-commercial basis for the purpose of supporting and developing the Final Fantasy 14 community in accordance with the following terms and conditions. So this is the license language here. This is actually what you are getting out of this. And it is a license. As I said, Square Enix, to their credit, didn't try to copyright trap their users here. They actually say this is a license and they reference that the things they tell you you can't do in those other agreements might otherwise be modified by our written consent. This is that written consent, but it has, even in this first sentence, conditions placed on it, right? It has to be only the materials we described below. We'll look at that list. On a non-commercial basis, the billboard question pops up and whether or not they're charging entrance fees or anything like that would of course come up as well. And it has to be for the purpose of supporting and developing the Final Fantasy XIV community. Now there, I think the billboard advertisers, at least as far as I can tell, probably have a pretty good case. This looks like something that is in favor of more people interacting with Final Fantasy XIV and is something that would be for the benefit of the community. Again, assuming that there aren't weird charges and things like that. But Square Enix still might not like it, especially because of that NSFW component. Please read these terms and conditions carefully, they tell you. The use or distribution of the materials from Final Fantasy XIV and or Final Fantasy XIV related services on your or third-party homepages, blogs, social networking services is conditional upon your acceptance of these terms and conditions. Now there we have another legal question. Is this reference to homepages, blogs, and social networking services intended to be a limitation on what this license is actually applicable to? That billboards are just outside of that? I don't read it that way. And in fact, because this is a sophisticated multinational corporation that obviously knows how to write legal documents, I would expect them to have to write if they intended there to be a limitation on this earlier sentence, which doesn't limit the media that you might otherwise use to promote and support and develop the Final Fantasy 14 community. But one could argue, and Square Enix wanted to press this, they would argue that this was intended only for these specific media outlets. Now, what are the materials we're talking about here? Well, this is where we get a lot of breath. This license applies to the following materials. All art, text, logos, videos, screenshots, images, sounds, music, and recordings from Final Fantasy XIV. Basically everything. Now, that in and of itself would probably include data-mined materials. Now, you have problems because you're not allowed to do the data mining, but assuming that these were data-mined materials that the Rain Nightclub just found themselves with access to, and they didn't otherwise do the data mining themselves, then maybe a broad definition of materials like this makes things okay. And if it does, we have to proceed further on. Now there are guidelines. In addition to the requirements that it be non-commercial and for the purpose of supporting the community, there are other rules. You may not use the materials for any sales or commercial use, meaning you cannot receive license fees or advertising revenue, except as part of the partner programs operated by YouTube, Twitch, or similar programs. Now, here's an interesting portion of the definition. I've told you that spending money on a billboard to communicate with passersby to solicit them to join you in a particular space could be deemed commercial insofar as it spends money, it uses people's time, and it might be for the benefit of getting subscribers or whatever that is at least tangentially commercial in the legal space as well as, quite frankly, the real world. But here we actually have Square Enix offering a kind of definition for commercial use, right? They say meaning you cannot receive license fees or advertising revenue. If that is all commercial use means in all of the instances where they have used it, well, then somebody buying a billboard might well be okay as long as they aren't receiving fees of some kind, a cover charge or otherwise. And of course, Square Enix allows for YouTube, Twitch, Facebook gaming, et cetera. And if the operator of one of those programs seeks to confirm this policy, please point them to this page because we can't answer anybody that might be interested. As an exception... This restriction against commercial use will not be enforced against influencers, undefined, for earning revenue or wages from corporate entities through the streaming of gameplay. This particular set of rules won't kill your ability to otherwise have a fully sponsored stream that is outside of the YouTube system or the Twitch system uh, and is entered into in a separate contract because ultimately your content isn't changing that much. Now, if you continue to use our materials then you must include a notice saying that the mark is owned by Square Enix, such as the following, Final Fantasy is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holdings Co. Limited. Now, this is interesting. If you use copyrighted materials, such as screenshots or gameplay video, then you must include the following notice, Square Enix Co. Limited, all rights reserved. If we go look at this billboard, which I've already pointed out is so messy as to be a problem, one of the reasons it's messy is because this certainly looks... Like it's the trademark disclaimer here, and we can't read it. We don't have that level of resolution, but I did match it up with what the words are that Square requires. And this looks like the copyright notice, which means one important thing. The billboard people appear to have been trying to comply with the guidelines on material usage. And that does an important thing, maybe not in the law, but in the business side of things. They tried. They had a good faith effort to not infringe and to not otherwise get themselves in trouble here. Which means that Square Enix is more likely to take a lighter hand. Now Square Enix has this very broad community materials usage policy because they want people to be advertising their game. They want people to be mentioning how much fun they're having in Final Fantasy XIV. They don't want to be seen as bringing a hammer down on their own community of users and customers, and so they already are leaning towards having a light hand on this stuff. But here, the fact that they included these disclaimers does indicate that the people behind this billboard were reading through this guidelines document and trying their best to comply. Now, did they succeed? Well, they have one big problem coming up. First, they can't use materials to promote other commercial products. That's probably okay, although I don't know what DJ Potato might be selling. I don't know what else is happening in these various places. They've got so many logos up here, it's hard to say on the outside. You must immediately comply with any request by Square Enix to remove materials in Square Enix's sole discretion. Now, that's a big item. That doesn't land you in court necessarily, but it is a big item here because this is ostensibly a license. And if we had a normal license, then if you were following within the guidelines and parameters of the license, then Square Enix would just be out of luck if you were otherwise complying with the terms that they put forth. Here, they have a blanket right to say, oh, We didn't think of that thing that we might not like. And remember, in the own website account terms, you're not allowed to quote unquote harm Square Enix. We didn't think of that thing. So we might not sue you, but you have to take that down immediately. That's going to live no matter what other analysis we do in these documents. So if they get a cease and desist letter, if they get a takedown letter, regardless of how defensible their position might or might not be, they have to abide by it or they immediately find themselves in breach of this particular term but the next term is where they really find themselves in trouble. You agree not to use any materials in conjunction with any of the following. First, unapproved Square Enix assets, which to my mind are those data mined assets. Those are assets that are not yet available to the traditional user that's operating through the normal course of business within their service, Final Fantasy 14. And if any of this is data mined, if any of this is not otherwise accessible, I think those are, in fact, unapproved Square Enix assets. Further, you can't use the materials in conjunction with Prawn, right? Just to use the YouTube filter language here. If you do then you are in immediate breach of this license. Everything falls apart, right? The dominoes fall because if you're in immediate breach of this license, you no longer have written consent to use the assets in question. And then you fall on the wrong side of all those infringement provisions that we read in the three other documents that we took a look at. So if you're using data mined assets, if you have this kind of prawn facing concept, and I'm not sure if that is in fact the case, I'm just taking on face what the Twitter folks say about the NSFW components of this particular meeting, then you find yourself in potential breach of this bullet, this agreement no longer applies to you and all the other agreements kick off against you. And that would be what you're really worried about, even though without this bullet, I think that you actually have a fairly decent argument, even though this could not possibly be the anticipated use case for their assets when they drafted this document. That happens all the time to corporations, by the way. Some of these bullets that you read, probably even right now, are all responses to times when the company didn't realize, oh, we don't actually want that thing happening. So we keep our umbrella term, hey, we'll pull it down for any reason or no reason, and then we'll add a bullet. Oh, by the way, no billboards advertising your summer bash parties or whatever other way the lawyers might come to describe that. So that might be what's happening here, but I do think if there are data mined assets, if the actual event is fairly prawn-like, then you could have issues with just this bullet. And that's important, right? Folks have asked me in virtual legality a lot, hey, what about fan games? What about fan art? And I say, for the most part, as I just mentioned from Square Enix's perspective, they don't want to bring the hammer down on people that are celebrating their product. But, They also don't want to be associated with things they don't like. Uh, And so I usually describe some kind of horrible prawn-based Mario game as why Nintendo might otherwise be bringing down the hammer on somebody because they fear that. The other way, of course, is that they want to have a market for themselves. We've seen this with things like Metroid and other games from Nintendo and other companies say, hey, we're working on a remake in the background and we don't want you competing with us in that space. Here, if we didn't have that NSFW component, if we didn't have that data mining component, this looks to me a lot... Like the way square enix just described they want you to use their materials right if you use our marks you'll have this disclaimer language well we used your mark which is impliedly permitted based on the fact that you have a rule for when we use it then we're going to disclaim this if you use our art assets then you'll have this disclaimer down here okay well it's impliedly permitted we can use those art assets so we put those in we add this disclaimer everything's great but maybe we used unapproved materials. Maybe we're going and actually submitting this proposal to something that Square Enix doesn't want to be associated with. Bare minimum, I think that you'd have arguments from Square Enix that they could make if they deigned to do so, right? So folks ask me, is this billboard illegal? Hey, can you make a short on this? And the shorts that we do in virtual legality aren't 60 seconds. They are, of course, 45 minutes to an hour. That's just how we operate here. But at the end of the day, I think Square Enix may well ask them to take it down. They may well let it go since it's only about three days more of life, but they probably have the right to potentially bring an infringement claim if they wanted to. They definitely have the right to ask for that takedown, even in their own license agreement. And everything else that comes into this from data mining to prawn adjacent materials is also playing against the billboard creators. That said, Square Enix has a very broad materials usage policy, and outside of those things, this actually appears to be fairly compliant with that materials usage policy. Will we see changes to that based on something like this? If Square Enix really doesn't like it, we will, but we actually don't know how Square Enix feels about it, and they might just let it go. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy conversations about the law and business, video games, technology, pop culture, and more, please consider supporting the channel. We can't do it without subscribers like you. Check out our Utreon, where more of those resources that you'd otherwise give them come to us or Patreon if you're more familiar with that platform. And if neither appeal to you, just subscribing, ringing bells, upvoting, downvoting, commenting, engaging, all those great things every little bit